Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, for arguably the greatest show of the year, previewing the National Football League kicking off this coming weekend, my brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports. And good Lord, is he coming off of a remarkable weekend. Nick, the National Football League is back, and so are you. How are you doing tonight, my brother? <laughs> that was well said. That was good stuff. I'm doing really well. You know, we've got a lot of good things going. Recording this here, as I just kind of showed you a brief look, uh, live from Ames. Got a good look at beautiful Jack Trice Stadium a couple minutes ago. And we're locking in, you know, absolutely, as you say, one of the best shows of the year. I think the fantasy show is certainly up there for me. But we're incredibly passionate about the NFL. We like the Thursday night kicks. And, of course, a major matchup for our Bears, who you are currently repping as we record. Nick, I genuinely have goosebumps rolling into Thursday night's kickoff between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions, a division rival of ours. And you know that beautiful Thursday night game. You're heading out for some wings. Friday at work truly doesn't matter. Not a whole lot because football is on the horizon. And I know myself, I will be in downtown Milwaukee enjoying a few wings down at points east. (laughs) And relishing the moment that is the National Football League because we only are guaranteed 18 weeks throughout the calendar year. So, folks, strap in for an absolutely wild one as we preview the NFL and talk about Nick's new step with 24-7 Sports. Massive news coming out of Ames this past weekend and rolling into the 608. So as always, juice up. All right, Nick, as I alluded to in the intro, you are coming home to Madison in just a few short weeks. I am personally sad that your time in Ames is coming to a close because we have so many great memories these past couple of years. I was able to visit a handful of times, seeing two games inside Hilton Coliseum and one game at the Jack last season. And you will have the pleasure of covering the Cyhawk game for your final frontier at the Jack this coming Saturday before you tell new stories Back home in Madison, covering your alma mater, Badger football, and then rolling into the winter with Badger basketball. Nick, it's remarkable, and we are over the moon for you. Thank you very much, my brother. You know, I'm glad, basically, at the beginning of that, that you said there's some sadness because, you know, our listeners, at least the loyal ones, know me pretty well, and I'm cons- I'm been consistent about this whole thing. I have 
freaking loved my time here. I was not looking to leave, quite honestly. Certainly not soon. Uh, but there are just times that opportunities come to you. You know, this was really one of a tiny, tiny, tiny handful of spots I would have even listened to, quite frankly. That is how highly I think of Iowa State and my time here, as people will see in kind of the final tweet. Uh, two of the best years of my life, two of the busiest, sometimes hardest. Uh, as you know, a lot of work, not much time off or social time, but it's been beautiful. And with what's next, you know, it's going to be really cool. The family aspect, the friends aspect, alma mater, like you said, and just kind of a new challenge and opportunity. And, you know, for our our listeners that listen, obviously, and can't see, I just want to note as we kind of wrap that part up. My brother here, not always like me, you know, not a big smiley person, not always up and positive, things like that. When he even said the word kickoff for the NFL season. He could not wipe those pearly whites off of his mouth. He is just all about it. This is arguably his favorite week of the year. So we're going to treat it right, as we always do. Hope he gets some good fantasy news, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. But had to pay a little homage, as you say, because it's a big one for you. I know that much. Nick, the start of September is truly the greatest time of year for me and so many of our listeners. Just coming off of the anniversary weekend, and rolling directly into football. You know, some people love their birthday month. Some people love Christmas time. Those are all fantastic as well. But football season is the best season. There is no fall. It's football. And truly grinning ear to ear because our beloved Chicago Bears play football this week. So, Nick, we couldn't be happier for you in terms of your transition back home. But I will say, and the folks at home know this, you made a cyclone out of me. And good Lord is Ames a special place. I know I will make another stop down at Welch Ave and take in the sights and sound at Jack Trice Stadium once again in the future. Count me in on that as well. I don't know about Welch Avenue, but I would say certainly Hilton as I put on my, you know, kind of farewell big post. Uh, and as we look at, you know, beautiful Jack Trice, I will be back. This place has just meant too much. Um, but we're trying to be positive. I've had a lot of emotions recently. And as you say, let's get into it. All right, Nick, let's do it. Thursday night kicks off the NFL season. The Bears had the pleasure of hosting this game a handful of years ago in the 100th season where we were in attendance, losing a stout defensive performance against the Green Bay Packers. And now we get to see the defending Super Bowl champions at home against a surging Detroit Lions team. There is so much hype around Dan Campbell and the Lions and what they could do this coming season. A lot of people have them picked to win the NFC North. I think that is preposterous. They are going to be a decent team like they were last year. They had a remarkable run down the stretch 
of the NFL season, keeping the Packers out of the playoffs. That was spectacular. Will they take a step forward? Possibly. But the Minnesota Vikings are still alive and well. Yes, they lost Dalvin Cook. I don't think they will lose a whole lot offensively because of the best wide receiver in football, Justin Jefferson, catching balls from Kirk Cousins. And the Kansas City Chiefs are being disrespected going into this game, only favored by just over five points. Obviously, unfortunate news came down this afternoon that the Chiefs' second-best player in Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee. That hurts me on a number of levels. Of course, we love him. He's a showman, the best tight end in football, arguably the greatest of all time, maybe behind Rob Gronkowski. He's on my fantasy team, and I will be pulling for the Chiefs heavily in that game. Obviously, we do not want a division rival to win any games. So, Nick, I think the Chiefs still win it with or without Kelsey. But that line is disrespectful to a team that just won a Super Bowl. And I want to hear your take on the Lions themselves and where you see this game going down at Arrowhead. Really, honestly, really, really good lead in, my brother. So a couple of things. First, uh, you know, I think if we're being honest, you do kind of say the disrespect thing often, right, about some of these lines. I could not agree with you more. You know, I, I think it's being set for a couple reasons. One, people are really buying the lines. And I don't think it's as preposterous as you do. But in a game like this, in a place like this, I, I think it's a little bit crazy. Number two, and this was before the Kelsey news, like you alluded to. So I do think Chris Jones is holding uh, half a point, half a point probably. Maybe a point because he's the best player on that side of the ball and a top, what would you say, 30, 40 player in the entire NFL. He's like the best at his position other than maybe a healthy Aaron Donald. So I think there's some respect there. And now, you know, I, I kind of feel like they're setting that number to get people uh, to kind of make some moves on it. I think that's obviously something we've talked about a lot. And, you know, I could definitely see that being a play here. But in terms of the actual game, <laughs> I'm not a hot takes guy. I'm not an overreaction guy. You know this. I'm not saying he is the best ever or the greatest ever, but Patrick Mahomes, talent-wise, skill-wise, is the best quarterback and potentially NFL player I've ever seen. Because of that, I would agree with you. I would take the Chiefs. I think that they win by at least a touchdown. And I think the Lions are going to be good. But I'm still not all in on that defense. I think at times they're going to miss. Jamal Williams, even though they got one of our favorite players, David Montgomery. And, you know, I think we both like Goff for different reasons, but I think we both like him. But let's see, because at times when the lights have come on, he has struggled. And I think that's pretty fair to say right now. Nick, you hit the nail on the head offensively for the Detroit Lions. It is going to be so evident on Thursday night that they are missing Jamal Williams, especially in the red zone. We know he wasn't necessarily the starter, 
But when you talk about impact on the season they had last year, he led the league in rushing touchdowns last season, and he was not taking the bulk of the carries for that Detroit Lions team. He had, I believe, 16 or 17 rushing touchdowns. That's a franchise record beating Barry Sanders. I was going to say, have they had any backs that are really even worth mentioning in their history? It's truly unfathomable for me to say Jamal Williams, a guy that has always been the second running back, whether he was with the Packers, the Lions, and now the New Orleans Saints. He not only led the league in rushing touchdowns, but broke Barry Sanders, arguably the greatest running back to ever live, his touchdown record. So they will be hurting. David Montgomery is not going to eclipse double-digit touchdowns this year. And I love David Montgomery. Jared Goff, I will give credit to him and say he has surpassed the, oh, bridge quarterback. He'll get the Lions through a couple years, and then they'll draft somebody. No, he's a solid quarterback in this league. But when the lights come on, as you mentioned, Arrowhead Stadium? This is arguably the toughest place to play in football other than a Lambeau Field, a Gillette Stadium, a Lumen up in Washington. And put some respect on Soldier Field while we still have it. (laughs) Arrowhead Stadium is the loudest and most hostile environment in the game of football right now. And the Lions don't stand a chance. I am anticipating a two-score victory for the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to shine. It's a perfect warm-weather game at home. He is the face of football, and they're not going to lose a step whether Kelsey is out there or not. Of course, Chris Jones not playing, holding out with his contract is going to hurt, and that just means more offensive football on both sides, which the Lions... The reason they were good last year is that they stayed in games by scoring 30 or more points a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, I think I think two score maybe a little bit uh, more than I'm kind of imagining. But for the most part, I agree. You know, I think the only thing as much as I love Kelsey, you probably won't meet a bigger Travis Kelsey fan than me. but I think that they'll miss Chris Jones more than anybody. And I am curious, can the Lions run kind of in that spot? Will Goff have all day? And what does that kind of look like? But I, I like the Chiefs. I think if I took a side, which I don't plan on doing in this one, but if I did, I would take KC. And, I mean, I have no problem saying I, I think that I'm not somebody that just picks a team to repeat every single year. I think if they eventually get Chris Jones back, they're in a great spot to do it again. I think it's a similar injuries withstanding as I knock on wood. You don't want any injuries. I think, it again, a Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Niners type, you know, final teams. I I really do. Nick, there's just absolutely no reason why these Kansas City Chiefs can't get right back to the AFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl itself. So we're both in agreement on the Chiefs winning the NFL kickoff game on Thursday night. 
and good Lord Almighty, our beloved Chicago Bears square off against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday afternoon at Soldier Field, Nick. Rivalry week on multiple levels for you and Ames in the Cyhawk game. And for us back home, it's Bears versus Packers. There is no greater rivalry in the history of sports than these two teams. And the Bears have an opportunity to set the tone for a new era of football in the fact that Justin Fields is going into his third year and he has solidified himself as a starting quarterback in this league. You see how high he's going in so many fantasy drafts. It's because so many people, including ourselves, believe he can not only get the job done on the ground, but that he's going to take that step forward in passing the football to a litany of weapons, namely DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and hopefully Khalil Herbert can catch a handful of footballs this season. So, Nick, I genuinely could not be more excited for this matchup at home in that 325 time slot. I would prefer it at noon just because I need my Bears as soon as possible, and I get a little bit nervous watching that first slate of games, and our team has yet to play. So we have the great chance to make a statement right here and now and say we are no longer going to get pummeled by the Green Bay Packers as they have a new quarterback at the helm in Jordan Love. Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I'm with you on the noon slot. Uh, really, it's one that I really prefer. I'm like a big noon or 720 type person. Uh, you know, I'm sure for different reasons, we both kind of like that. You know, I'm not generally in a good spot, either work-wise, relationship-wise, whatever, to watch nine hours straight. So I like the early and the late. Um, additionally, I think I'm a little higher on Jordan Love than you. Uh, I do think he's going to be solid. I don't think he's going to be their next Hall of Famer per se, but I've been kind of on the record since college. I really do think he's going to be a decent, legitimate pro. As much as we might hate to say it, the Packers are a really, really well-run organization for the most part. But Justin Fields, we've both been high on him for years now. We can't really complain about the weapons at this point. You do need the O-line to stay healthy, and I know we both wanted David Montgomery back. But I think there's a lot for Fields to work with. I think it's awesome that it is a home game, like you said. They invested in the defense, and you might know better than me. I actually don't know what the line is for that game right now. Uh, but I do think that the Bears should win, and I think that they finally do, not just because of a Fields out-dueling love type thing, but because I think this defense, specifically that linebacking core, maybe makes a tip or two for our guy, Eddie Jackson, to take one to the house. Nick, you said it best rolling into the defensive side of the ball. And my main objective here is to recognize that this Bears defense needs to make Jordan Love uncomfortable early 
and create that home atmosphere that has been so favorable for the Bears when they have a stout defensive unit and the fan base is able to rally around a starting 11 that just stifles the opposing offense. We haven't had it in a handful of years. Soldier Field has sadly been filled with boos over the last couple years. And it truly can be the dawn of a new era. I am not saying, oh, the Bears are going to go to the playoffs. I am not saying that right now. I need to see them play football in a meaningful game before I can determine what this team will do down the stretch. But what I do know is that Jordan Love has not been on the grand stage in the NFL. Yes, he played down in Kansas City when Aaron Rodgers went down. That did not go very well for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, he has had time to prepare for an entire season now, knowing he's going to be the starter for the Packers. He knew it back in March. And he's had time with his offense to progress. But that offensive unit for the Packers is so young and truly inexperienced. Christian Watson was a star for them late in the season last year. Romeo Dobbs spent a lot of time dealing with injuries. And, yes, the Bears have a lot of new faces on the defense, but there's a lot of experience and success in that linebacking core, like you mentioned. Yannick Ngakwe is still an unknown. We saw none of him in the preseason, which concerns me a great deal. But it really comes down to this. Who has the better quarterback right now that we know of? And that's obviously Justin Fields with the upper hand. He's played full seasons in the NFL. He led the league in rushing as a quarterback last year, over 1,000 yards. He set a single-game rushing record for quarterbacks, breaking Michael Vick's record last year. This team is nothing, and I mean nothing to sneeze at, and the rivalry is going to be overtaken in week one by our beloved Chicago Bears. You mentioned it, the line... The Bears are favored by only one point right now, so it's basically a pick em. And I will say this right now as my offensive bold prediction, Nick, that Justin Fields throws two touchdowns and rushes for one. One of those passing touchdowns, of course, goes to number two, DJ Moore. I think he has an opportunity to make the Packers' defense look silly at times. We saw it in the preseason. I know that doesn't always translate to the regular season games. But good Lord, is he such a talent. When he has an open field in front of him, he can just jet off to the end zone. So I expect a downfield ball to DJ Moore and beating his defender. So Nick, I'd like to hear a bold prediction from you as we head into Soldier Field on Sunday afternoon, evening. Jeez, it really is crazy that we are already here. It, it actually truly is. Love what you said. My my bold prediction, 
I've got more of a bold one for the defense, which if it's okay, I'm going to rattle them both off now. But I got the offensive one first, of course. Similar, very similar numbers. I'm not sure JF1 actually runs one in. I, I like two passing touchdowns, which isn't that bold. But this part I like. Cole Komet, 60 yards and a touch. Again, not crazy, but if he can produce something like that every week, that's on pace for well over 800 yards. We would take that. That's borderline Pro Bowl number specifically in the NFC. So I think that's where I'm going to go offensively. Defense, I'm not going to go crazy with like the turnovers or anything like that. But here's my crazy part. I'm going to say that the Bears defense only allows one touchdown in this game. Not saying the pack end up at seven. That'd be crazy. I got too much respect for love and some of their weapons. Some that I'm very high on, by the way, like a Christian Watson or Aaron Jones. But it just kind of feels like if not now, then when? So I think the Bears defense does it. Like I mentioned kind of in the open, I think they lead the way. Justin, he might have a turnover. It might not be a perfect game. Packers are not bad. I really don't think so. But I think that he leads them to a win. And I think we see a year. Are we going to win the Super Bowl? We never say no. Not likely, but do I think this team can contend for the playoffs? One million percent. Nick, you said so many things that resonated with me there, and I am on the same page as you in terms of what this Packers team could be. I am not here banging the drum saying, oh, the Packers are going to be atrocious now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. I am saying that we don't know about Jordan Love. He showed some strong flashes in the preseason. Of course, I was scouting the enemy. But that Packers team, what does scare me, and I had written down in my notes, is number 33, Aaron Jones. He will get his touches against this Bears defense. Can we shut him down and not allow him to get the edge? That is my biggest concern when playing against this Packers offense, and you know Christian Watson is capable of pulling a few passes in the deep ball area. But I absolutely love both of your bold predictions. I think your defensive one is extremely bold and unlikely. But I will say, offensively, if Cole Komet is able to go for 60 yards and a touchdown against a pretty stout defensive unit for the Green Bay Packers. All signs point to a Bears win at home in week one. And what hit me hardest, Nick, was if not now, then when? I could not agree with you more. It is now or never at this point. The bad man is gone in Aaron Rodgers. He's out <laughs> east with the New York Jets, and I have grown to finally realize that we don't have to deal with him this year. We're playing at home in front of our fans, and we have more experience, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Packers defense has been great for the last few years. I am not going to say otherwise. I think Devondre Campbell is heavily underrated for that unit. 
But this is the Bears' greatest opportunity to finally defeat the Green Bay Packers as it hasn't been done since Mitchell Trubisky a number of years ago. So defensively for me, Nick, a bit less bold than yours, but can only bode well for the Bears down the stretch. I have them pressuring, and I mean pressuring Jordan Love. Get him flustered right away. Three or more sacks on Jordan Love in this football game make him not want to come back to Chicago and spend his career loathing having to come to the city once a year. You can bank on it as we are division rivals. So I think he ends up on his back a handful of times. And the Bears start the season 1-0. and And I will give you my score prediction. I think it's going to be a bit closer than some of the folks at home may anticipate from me. I am going with a Bears 27 to a Green Bay Packers 23. They get a garbage time touchdown that doesn't matter a whole lot because the Bears will control the pace of the football game. And we will start the season as extremely happy men and Bears fans. Men and Bears fans. So I don't think this score actually happens, but I've got to stick with the bold prediction aspects. I'm sticking with one touchdown for the pack, bunch of field goals. And I don't know if the Bears scored 27, I believe you said. So I'm going to say 24-19 Chicago. Again, likely, no, possible, it is. So I I do like the Bears. Frankly, I'm nervous. I probably am not as nervous as usual because I've been so busy, as you mentioned, in the middle of executing a move. But I've been looking forward to this one, hoping to see as much as I can live. Obviously, busy during football weekends. I think the Bears have a lot going. I'd like one or two guys to be a bit healthier, but as we see with Travis Kelsey, injuries happen all over. I I do like my point that I said as well about kind of if not now, I think Eberflus can hopefully take a step up this year, quite honestly, in some of the execution. And again, I, I just I like a lot of the moves and investment in some of the defense as much, if not more than the offense. I think that we're good moves made and I do think we just have to see that positive kind of movement and trajectory this fall with Chicago under Ryan Matt and Justin Fields Nick you said it best about this Bears team they did everything and I mean everything right in this offseason they traded away the first overall pick Got DJ Moore in the bundle, a true wide receiver one for Justin Fields to get the ball to. Defensively, a plethora of bona fide, torturous players on that side of the ball. Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards in the linebacking core. And Yannick Ngakwe who has had double-digit sack seasons in the National Football League not too long ago. It's a matter of, can this team execute? 
and take that step forward. They have a fantastic opportunity to not only go 1-0 and this week, then head down to Tampa on a wildly revamped team with Baker Mayfield at the helm. So if all goes right, Nick, we could be looking at a 2-0 and start to this season and, of course, have an extremely challenging matchup down in KC Week 3. So I could not be any more excited about this team and what Justin Fields is going to do to lead us in a positive direction, like you say. So, Nick, thank you so much for joining me in this highly anticipated NFL preview. And, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank God football is back. It is a beautiful, beautiful time. We're grateful that it's back. And sincerely, we thank you all. You know, busy during football. We're going to try to keep this thing rolling. And as this one went by too quickly, we've got plenty more football to talk about later in the fall. As always, folks, to sup, bear down forever.